4: Christmas music our next guest listens to us. So we're going to go out to the wait for hotline bring in our guy Joe Patrick a 99 the game Falcons reporter you can follow Joe on Twitter I'm still going to call it Twitter sorry at J.A. Patrick 200 Joe how you doing on the Saturday evening
2: guys I got th- that song that you came in that, that you came back into the show with. That reminded me of uh, the Office when Dwight is like psyching himself up to go in before he's about to go in to make a sale, and uh-huh. he's just like banging his head inside of a inside of his I, car. Is is this the kind of music you listen to to keep yourself up at this time of night on a on a rainy you know, Saturday night in the winter?
4: I you know I should wonder if that was Dom's little subtle way of being like, "Hey Caleb, come on, let's wake up. It's, it's uh, <laughs> almost ten o'clock at uh, at night. I feel like I've had." Some pretty decent energy coming into this evening. Uh, had a good day of actually just getting to relax and that sort of thing. But uh, Joe, yeah, are you are you a Christmas music? Do you kind of jump into the
1: home internet users during times of congestion. this is tony Kornheiser's show i'm tony so what exactly is the show about it's a sports show nominally football's over but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck greatest three words in the english language pitchers and catchers listen on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts uh
2: when it hits december uh, I'm, I'm, I'm bad about it. I okay, like Christmas music. Nah. I, I'm, I like Christmas music, music, actually. When I like go to a parent's house or even if I go to like, you know, you go to shop somewhere, whatever you hear it on, you're like, ah, yes, this is nice. But I never think to put it on myself. And part of that is because I just don't listen to a ton of music in general. And I kind of have a Obsessive personality And so like When I find something I like I like listening To the same album Or the same few albums Or the same playlist Over and over So I'm bad about Putting it on for myself But I do enjoy it I do like getting In the spirit
4: You're a, you're a podcast Audio book kind of guy A lot of that
2: Yeah <laughs> Instead
4: of uh, Instead of going The music route Well that's what I was Terrible. telling Dom that, uh, that Jason Kelsey And uh, some of his Eagles teammates Have a band Called the Philly Specials And they came yeah. out With a Christmas album it's... Last year And they did it again This year It's it's Oh, really fun listen, because Jordan Milata can is, really sing. Is
2: Jordan is Jordan
4: Davis on that? I heard he him in is. a video. Yes.
2: Yeah. He yeah, was he, great.
4: He's on, I think it's the final song. Uh the I never know how to pronounce the Ald Lang sing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole should all acquaintance. You 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 hear it on uh, New Year's Eve typically. Uh, but yeah, Jordan Davis was on on that track. But uh it's really fun listen. And uh, just something that I, I like to get in the Christmas spirit this time of year. And so that's been the direction. That, uh, much more that than uh, not, not a Van Halen guy. But, Joe, brought you on because we want to get into some Falcons <laughs> talk. Um, I feel like, Joe, and you, you correct me if I'm wrong, that this is the most excited, the most optimistic that the Falcons fan base has been since Before week one, before we truly knew what this team was going to look like out on the court, the fact that there's this chance to really separate yourself in the NFC South and get that shot at the playoffs, even though there's so many other things kind of, you know, tumultuous kind of going on in the background that if you stare Mm -hmm. at it too, too detailed, you you see through the cracks. But it just feels like this is a truly optimistic time uh, for Falcons fans, is it not?
2: It is. I, I would say it kind of there, there's another moment this season that rivals it, which would have been after the team's week two win over Green Bay, where they okay. came back, uh, you know, late in the, they were down the fourth quarter, I think 11 or 12 points. Uh, they scored 18 points, I think in that fourth quarter to win it or something like that. Uh, that was, but but I'll, I'll tell you, you know, it's different though, Caleb. And I think you're right in the respect that like, I do feel like uh, it's just different because now the stakes feel really real. And I think (laughs) that Falcons fans right now are kind of embracing the fact that, like, yeah, these are, like, the serious games that you play in the NFL season in December and uh, early January. Like, those are the kinds of – like, that's what you want to feel like when you're – Considering yourself like in playoff contention, and for as kind of rough as it's been for the Falcons over the course of the season, and people haven't been as proud of the team, you know, uh, at certain times, like at least you're kind of in that conversation amongst, you know, you see your your team's logo on the uh, playoff bracket when they, you know, put it up on Sunday Night Football, things like that. You know, I think that that's what people get excited. I think earlier on in the season there was a general excitement for still what this team could be, and you saw them in two games, honestly, not even perform that great, but you got the Wins and so I think that that just gave fans some some optimism and hope. But um, you know it's kind of funny that we've gotten to this point, Caleb. I was just thinking about it. And yeah, I forget who pointed it out, but I think it may have been Arthur Smith talking to Duke's and Bell actually this week. But you know, our, our, uh, Deser Ritter is eight and six as a starter in his career so far. Um, the Falcons right now are yeah their record is five hundred, but they are winning the division. If they win this game against Tampa, they will be like I think eighty percent chance to to make the playoffs this year. And for as kind of rough as it's been, like I was just saying, you know, the Falcons really kind of have gotten the end results that you would have expected both again, out of Ritter's record as a starter, and where the team is this year on the kind of trajectory that you wanted it to be. But for some reason, and I I think that it's genuine and valid from fans to have a little bit of discontent just in like the way that it's happened. But it's just funny when you kind of picture how it's going to go in your mind's eye at the beginning of the year and then it actually kind of happens, uh, kind of how you expect it, but it does, it just leaves you differently because it's not exactly. Uh, you you also experience the kind of downsides of that too, you know, because when you go ten and six and win the division, you're gonna have that probably means you're gonna have some games where you're you know it's ugly, uh, uglier than you would have wanted. And in this case, the Falcons are looking like nine and eight. Hopefully, wins this division so. Uh, it's just kind of funny how things end up playing out.
4: Well that's you and I were actually talking about this at the uh nine channel game or well, I should say the Odyssey right. Christmas party. Yeah. That this team is like two plays away from being eight and four. Yeah. And then yeah. you're just looking at it so and and I'm I'm even laughing at myself because I think if if Joe, if you just go a couple of weeks ago <laughs> heading into you know, into the bye week, you're you're looking at this team like, Oh man, I just I don't know. I mean our are they ever going to figure it oh. out? I mean, they got quarterback troubles and can't decide which direction they want to go and that you oh, know the respect. Ne- the
2: nepotism was coming out for Arthur Smith at that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all the fire Arthur Smith stuff was going like, on. All of a sudden, every every bad faith narrative about him and the team and everything they all came up, and then yeah, it's just kind of funny how the results really dictate kind of how how you feel about things, and as they should, you know, it's like the, like he'll always say you know, we are what you're, what our record says we are. And if you are four and six, then that's a bad place to be. It feels bad as a fan, but yeah, you're right. That if they literally tackle Kyler Murray one time in the backfield, <laughs> at the end of that game, they, they win it. No doubt about it. That ends the game. And there was probably three of those moments against the Vikings against Josh Dobbs. Um, and you don't, capitalize on any of those opportunities and that game ends up swinging and then of course that one in particular looks really bad on the just on the organization the team for getting kind of out coached in, in that in that way but yeah it's just you know this it, there's such small margins in the NFL I was actually talking to Arthur Smith about this a little bit off the record at practice the other day and it's just amazing to think like through the years and he was talking about you know that Patriots team that went undefeated um well like they you know uh, they end up losing to a Giants team that like struggled yeah. through the season, you yeah. know, uh, in in the Super Bowl when that team was like invincible. So you just never know in this league, honestly.
4: Now, Joe, I want to take you back to last week because this was a game that I'll be honest, quite you know, for for me personally, I was distracted. I was up in the mountains of Asheville. Uh, watching this game on my phone while also just trying to enjoy some vacation had had the dog up there in a cabin. It was a whole, it was, you know, very relaxing situation. And I had honestly, I had decided I'm not letting the Falcons ruin my day. No matter, no matter which direction this one goes. Um, but just, I felt it was also hard to get a real grasp of things based on weather conditions, penalties, all that sort of stuff. Uh, did you get anything that you felt was like a true takeaway from from a win over the Jets?
2: No, not really. <laughs> like especially especially not in terms of like scheme or you know any anything like that. I, yeah. I mean, I think I think the one thing that you can like take from that game is just maybe like a a, a positive. Um, which I mean, there's more than one positive. Let's be sure. Sure. But sure. Like, Desmond Ritter was tasked with not turning the ball over. And basically the consensus was, if you don't turn the ball over, we're going to win. That, that, <laughs> yeah. It's basically that simple. And that's what happened. So you have to give Desmond Ritter credit for executing that. And yes, he did throw one. That There was a ticky tack kind of defensive pass interference that was called that, that bail, bailed him out of that one. But generally speaking, he did what was needed to win the game. And by the way, his touchdown really was an absolute dot, yeah. by the way, to, to Michael Absolutely. Pruitt. So he deserves yeah. credit for that. So he deserves credit for that too. But other than that, you know, it's just one of those things where it's almost like you know they say after a loss, like you just kind of like wash it and let it go. I, I think that that's honestly probably what it felt like for a lot of those players. You just get in, and when you get in those conditions, you just try to get out of there any way you can with a win.
4: It's funny too because it, it honestly, like the the Falcons walk away with that one feeling pretty confident. And then on the other side, the fact that the Jets lose that one, that created quite a bit of chaos in that organization Is now they can't even figure out who they want at quarterback. Yeah. And the guy who started that game, not even on the team anymore. So uh, uh, right. really wild how <laughs> one week in the NFL can truly change a team. Uh, all right, now speaking up, we, we talked about the fact that there's some big stakes here uh, against Tampa Bay on Sunday. I think pro football focus – put the Falcons at an 84% chance to make the playoffs with a win, 34% chance with a loss. So a pretty big swing in that respect. Um, there's going to be some pretty big injuries, uh, Pretty, you know, guys missing this week, Caleb McGarry, David Onyemata, yep. and Nate Landman. Uh, out of those three, Joe, who do you think kind of hurts this team the most not being able to be there?
2: Man, it's really tough to decide between David Onyemata and Nate Landman just because – both are so instrumental to what this Falcons team is doing, kind of at their at their level, uh, whether that's the line or the linebacking level. Um, David Onyemata, especially without Grady Jarrett, like yeah. he is the absolute leader of that unit, not just with like the personality and stuff, but you know, as a player, like he's got to be able to perform. And they're not going to have him. They're also not going to have Lekale London, who really came on this year as a player who stepped up into a role kind of like Quan Graham last year and showed yeah. out. Uh, but he's been on IR, so he's not going to be back. So that I, that's, that's tough. But also, Nate Lamb has just been so key to this team being able to stop the run. They've been one of the best run-stopping teams in the NFL this year, uh, as graded by PSF. So – um both of those are going to be really really tough to deal with i think the good news is that tampa bay just doesn't run the ball well typically and they obviously want to kind of get the ball to their playmakers and chris godwin and mike evans so hopefully um it would be kind of nice if they just kind of stay away from the ground game and i think you take your chances with the falcons two starting quarter being healthy for this game to go up against their, their their big receivers talking with
4: joe patrick our falcons uh 99 the game reporter here on the way for dot com hotline Joe, on the flip side of that, you know you're going to be missing these guys, but then finding out that after going into concussion protocol, AJ Terrell is going to be available, how big of a boost do you think that is, even if he's not at one hundred percent in this game?
2: Oh, yeah, it's huge. I mean it's vital, especially because of the what he brings physically to the game against Mike Evans, who is a you know what is he six four um, big, strong He's fast big. receiver. Yeah. That's the kind of receiver that you need uh, AJ Terrell for. That's the reason why they drafted him. He's a big corner with speed that um, can really move his hips and 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 play with a guy like Mike Evans. Having said that, it's funny he has a terrible track record historically against Mike Evans, but you know Mike Evans is that to a lot of people. He's quietly stacking up a first ballot Hall of Fame career. So sure. uh, it's going to be huge to have him. But the good thing is that like if you didn't have AJ, you're going to like a five nine uh clark phillips the third or a kind of really slow trey flowers so there really weren't many good options behind aj for this particular matchup against mike evans so thankfully uh he's back from that concussion and he didn't take any beating last week really outside of that one obviously shot to the head but just to his joints and things he should be feeling pretty
4: good i would think heading into this one all right joe what do you think it uh it takes to get it done for the falcons against this bucks team on sunday
2: uh, I think I think Desiree is going to need to make some plays. I think it's going to be a high scoring game, like we said, because of these defensive uh, injuries. And he said it before. It's like, listen, you know, there's going to be some games where the defense carries us, which has happened a lot this year. The, the the offense finally needs to carry this defense. They've been close in some of these games in the middle of the year against the, you know, the likes of the Cardinals and the and the Titans and things like that. But they obviously weren't getting the job done. So um, Desmond Ritter is gonna have to throw, I think, probably for a couple touchdowns in this one. Um, and again, not turn the ball over, not give Tampa Bay any easy points because again, you gotta let give your defense all the chances possible. So I expect a high scoring game tomorrow. It should be a fun one.
4: All right, that is Joe Patrick, our ninety nine of the game Falcons reporter. You can follow him on Twitter at JA Patrick two hundred. Joe, appreciate you uh, giving us some of your time on this Saturday evening.
2: Anytime, Caleb. Thanks for having me on, man.